Lord, because you are faithful, I will trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our text for this morning is found from the uh, Gospel lesson, uh, very famous words of Jesus, and a very important teaching. And so I invite you to join with me in reading. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. People of God, people whose faith is in Christ Jesus, solidly and rooted ground with great force. Pastor, I'm really having trouble with my prayer life. I try to pray. I pray and pray and pray. I devote more and more time. But the more that I pray, the more I feel as though God is not listening. It's almost as if my prayers are lost in space, floating around aimlessly, no one to hear them. Pastor, I need to know, I need to know, is God really listening? Is God really listening? Does he really care? I need to know. Unfortunately, we may have experienced similar feelings and thoughts, even when we don't want to say them out loud. There are times when something that is so important to us or is so important to someone that we love that we pray and pray and pray, and it seems as if God is not listening. It's almost like prayers that are lost in space. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. But the good news is that we can know absolutely for sure that God does hear. He is listening. And He cares. And fortunately, we know that for sure, not because it's my opinion, not because it's the thought of some other pastor or of uh, most Christians in our world today. No, it's not because of that. It's because of a promise that Jesus gives. When we have a promise from Jesus, we know it's absolutely certain and sure, even when it doesn't feel that way to us. For you see, our faith is not built and based upon opinions. It's based upon the promises of God. Now, when the disciples of Jesus saw Jesus in his life of prayer, they came to him and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And when Jesus taught them to pray, one of the things that he did was he gave them words to speak. Words which we would call the Lord's Prayer, or sometimes it's called the model prayer. But Jesus, in his teaching about prayer, was not interested just in giving words to say and to speak. He also directs our attitudes and perspectives of prayer. And the attitude and perspective of prayer that he emphasizes over and over again is that of faith and confidence in God's love for us as we pray. And so he very boldly states, ask, seek, knock, and it will be given to you. Now when we hear those words, it seems pretty straightforward. I ask, God gives. My responsibility is to ask, God's responsibility is to give. If it's not given when I first ask, then I keep on seeking, 
I intensify my prayers. And as I intensify my prayers, as I do my responsibilities, then God will give. And if it's still not given, then I knock harder on the door. I continue to ring the doorbell like our grandsons like to do. Ring the doorbell until I somewhat make such an annoyance to God that He is forced to give me His my requests. But in reality, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. There are times when our most persistent prayers seem to produce no results. It was like a Christian who was fervently praying about an issue that she was facing, and a non-Christian fellow worker ridiculed her, saying, Why do you waste your time in praying? Don't you know no one is listening? Or it's like a Christian couple told their pastor, We don't understand, Pastor. We prayed and prayed, and the situation turned out far worse than we ever imagined possible. We prayed, but God didn't answer our prayers. Now, it's because of situations like this that Jesus sandwiched his promise of ask, seek, knock. And by sandwich, what I mean is that he placed these promises, this very, very uh, beautiful promise, he placed them in between two helpful illustrations that direct our attitude and perspective of prayer. The first illustration that he gives, and he describes a man who has received unexpected company. This was before the time of uh, grocery stores 24-7 and everything. And so uh, he doesn't have anything in the house to feed his guests. The guests are starving. And so the man goes to a friend's, a neighbor's house, and he knows the friend's going to help him. And he asks the friend, you know, please uh, give me three loaves of bread. Now, if three loaves of bread 2,000 years ago in a poor country of Palestine, that was huge. That was basically giving everything in the cupboard. And so he says, please give me this. Well, his friend uh, says, oh my gosh, we're all asleep here. If you're waking up the whole household. This is such an inconvenience. You know. But because the man who has the bread does what is right, he gets up, gives the man not only the bread, but everything else that he might need. Jesus uses this illustration to remind us that our Heavenly Father is always above reproach. He will do what is right. He will do what is right. The promises of ask, seek, and knock are followed by another illustration. Jesus then points to the action of us earthly fathers. And he says, earthly fathers are sinful people, and yet if their children ask for something, earthly fathers who are sinful do not give them something that deliberately will hurt them like a scorpion when the young man or the child has asked for an egg. And Jesus is very clear. If we sinful fathers can give good gifts to our children, what about our Heavenly Father who is holy? Surely He is going to give us even greater gifts. And when His disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, He not only gave them words to speak, but also a framework, a reference, a perspective 
that has them continually looking with faith, confidence, and trust in God's love for them, even when it seems that he is silent. And then Jesus concludes his teaching about prayer in this section by giving a very specific promise. He does not promise that the Father will give us everything that we ask for. He does not promise that he will answer the prayers as we request. But he does promise the Father will give you the Holy Spirit. The Father will give you the Holy Spirit. And as we pray in our praying, the Holy Spirit is strengthening and enriching our faith and confidence in God's great love for us, a love that was so great that he gave his son Jesus to die for us. The gift of the Holy Spirit to enrich our faith even when it's difficult to know what is happening. Because you are faithful, Lord, I will trust. I will trust. So how does this help us when it seems that God is silent? When we feel like our prayers are lost in space? The gift of the Holy Spirit is continually made available to us to reinforce our faith in God's love and mercy for us. And he helps us to remember, to realize God is our Heavenly Father who is faithful, shameless in his holiness and righteousness, one who gives good gifts straight from his heart. He truly is our Father, who not only is in heaven, but who does his will, works his will to be done here on earth, among us, in us, and through us. But what about times when it seems that God is not interested in listening to us, when he is silent? Now, God's wisdom and ways are far beyond our knowledge and understanding the hymn which we were just, the praise team just led us through, makes that very, very clear. His ways and his wisdom are far beyond our understanding. And yet, there are places in the scriptures where God gives, makes some of his reasons available to us. For example, there are times when God seems to be silent when we pray because he's waiting for our reaction. He's waiting to see how are we going to react. He's waiting to see if we have been paying attention to his guidance, his direction, his promises. And so instead of answering the way that we want, uh, God seems to step back and says, Okay, let's see if you've learned what I'm asking you to do. There was a master electrician who was trying to train an apprentice. Unfortunately, the young man, the apprentice, was not often paying attention. Uh, he was always relying upon the master electrician to do the work or to explain step by step by step what he was to do. The master electrician had done this a number of times. Well, one day the master electrician refused to wire up a box. He stepped back and he told the young man to wire it. Suddenly, the young man gave out a yelp. The master electrician replied, you got bit, didn't you? Now maybe you'll pay a little more attention to what I'm trying to teach you. Sometimes it seems when God is silent that he's like that master electrician. He's stepping back and saying, okay, let's see what you've learned. 
He gives us opportunity to look at a situation and then to step forward on faith on his promises. Elijah is an excellent example of this in the Old Testament. After Elijah had asked God to send fire down to consume an offering in front of thousands of uh, Israelites to demonstrate that he indeed was God, uh, after such a fantastic event, Elijah found himself hiding in a cave. He was afraid of being killed by the evil queen Jezebel. As Elijah was deep in hiding in the darkness, the deep darkness of the cave, suddenly somebody whispered in his ear. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Elijah must have jumped out of his skin. And God whispered to him and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Did I tell you to go hide in the cave? This isn't what I told you to do. Get out of the cave and start doing to what I have told you to do. Sometimes when God is silent, He's giving us opportunities, you might say, to swim on our own in a sense of living on His promises. He has been telling us, here's how it is to live. This is what I want you to do. And then He wants to see if we've been watching, listening, and learning. A prayer that I often pray is, Lord, give me your wisdom to know what to do and your strength to do it. It's a Nike prayer. What's Nike's slogan? Just do it. And that's what God quite often is saying. I gave you the promises. Just do it. Just do it. At other times, God seems to remain silent when he's actually working in ways that we don't always recognize. There are many times I get so very discouraged with the health issues that our grandson Josh faces. There are times when I've asked for healing. I want healing that's decisive. I want healing that's evident, that we can see that is helpful and encouraging. And there are so many times when I don't see that happening in the ways that I pray for And then unexpectedly, I see a photo of Josh from several years ago. And as I look at that photo, and I look what it was like for him several years ago, and then look and see what he's doing now, it suddenly dawns on me how much stronger, how much healthier, how much he is doing far more things than we ever thought that he would be able to do than earlier before. I thought God was silent. I thought God was not listening. Instead, he was working behind my back, I might say, in good ways. Working behind the scenes, doing things that I was totally unaware of. Working behind my back in very positive and good ways. There are times when God remains silent because he wants to see if we will step out the way that he has taught us. There are times when God remains silent when it seems like uh, that he wants us to, um, uh, that he is working behind our back in ways that we don't understand. But there are other times, especially in desperate situations, when it seems that God refuses to listen to us. Several weeks ago, the daily Lutheran Hour devotion was given by a Christian who is living in the Middle East. 
And he wrote about how it seemed that God was not answering their prayers. As, and you can only imagine, I can only begin to imagine what it must be like to be a Christian living in the Middle East, surrounded with so much terror on every side and so much hatred. And he wrote about how uh, the, uh, more and more Christians were being killed because of their faith and the political situations deteriorating, becoming more intense and, hope and help, uh, hateful. And hope was draining away. And he said, in that particular type of situation, it seems that God is not answering. And he pointed to an example of King David in Psalm 61. In Psalm 61, King David is facing a terrible, desperate situation. We don't know what it is. But it seems like nothing was working for him. Nothing was working for him. His prayers were not being answered. But as he was in this terrible situation, feeling that God was turning a deaf ear to him, David continued to cry out to God more and more earnestly. But his prayer is very unusual. He does not pray, God, fix it. God, fix it. Instead, he prays, God, lead me to a solid ground. Lead me to a higher rock. Lead me to a place of faith and confidence in your love and mercy for me. And then David concludes the psalm by rejoicing in God's action in advance of what he is doing. You see, there are times when it seems God has totally turned his ear away from us. David knew what that was like. He knew what it was like when it seemed that our prayers were lost in space. Now, when God answers our prayers in the way that we want them to be answered, he's calling us to faith and confidence in his love for us. It's easy for us to have that kind of faith in times like that. But when God seems to remain silent, when the answers are not given as we would like them to be, God is still calling us to faith and confidence in Him and His love for us. Calling us to be people who ask, who seek, who knock, who understand that our Heavenly Father is the one who gives good gifts even when we don't recognize it. Understanding that our Heavenly Father will give us the greatest gift of all, His Holy Spirit giving His Holy Spirit to deepen our faith, our confidence, our trust in Him. I will follow you. I will trust in you because you are faithful. Because you are faithful, Father, I will trust. I will trust. People of God and people of faith, people whose faith is in Christ Jesus, and God, our Heavenly Father, who has great love for us, I invite you to rise and pray with me the prayer our, our Lord has taught us to pray.